Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the NetSuite podcast. I'm your host, Kendall Fisher, and I hope all of you have remained safe and healthy during this time. I first want to note that this podcast episode was recorded prior to COVID-19 closures and shelter in place. Everyone at NetSuite extends their support for those impacted by coronavirus, and we encourage you to visit netsuite.com for any resources you may need to get through this challenging time. On this episode, we're joined by Nate Mariner, the Global Senior Business Manager for NetSuite Planning and Budgeting. And in fact, that's exactly what we'll be discussing throughout our conversation. Mariner starts off by diving into his history as a financial analyst and some of the biggest challenges he witnessed financial teams face during that time, including building more efficient processes, standards, and security, while simultaneously offering the flexibility to enable those financial teams to do what they are hired to do, critical and value-added analysis of the organization. Mariner touches on the challenges teams with planning and budgeting responsibilities face, and while those responsibilities may not always be top of mind, the ever-changing landscape of a connected global world requires those teams across both large and small companies to anticipate disruption, something that's especially topical right now. Mariner then dives into NetSuite's planning and budgeting solution, its unique offering as a part of a unified platform, connecting seamlessly to a company's actuals and overall financial data, and therefore, how it relieves many of the inefficiencies, headaches, and challenges financial teams face. Finally, he explains the benefit of a solution like NetSuite planning and budgeting in today's current climate and how it could be used, for example, to scenario plan around sourcing from hypothetical vendors and locations and how that could impact a company's supply chain. Tune in for all of that and more coming up next. You're listening to the NetSuite podcast, where we discuss what's happening within NetSuite, why we're doing it, and where we're heading in the future. We'll dive into the details about the software and the people at NetSuite who are behind all the moving parts. We'll also feature customer growth stories, discussing the ups and downs of running a company and how one integrated system can help your business continue to scale. Hi, Nate. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the NetSuite podcast. Hey, Kendall. Thanks a lot for having me. So we are going to be chatting about NetSuite's planning and budgeting functionalities. But before we do so, I heard you have quite the history as a financial analyst. Can you walk us through that really quick? Yeah, sure. I don't know if uh, history as a financial analyst (laughs) is necessarily exciting. But uh, yeah, going back a few years, interestingly enough, actually in college, I originally thought I wanted to be a pilot and uh, earned a spot at the United States Air Force Academy and was focusing on engineering. But um, (laughs) that's really cool. Yeah, it was it was uh, it was a unique experience for sure. But ultimately, I decided uh, I wasn't for various reasons wasn't passionate about that. Uh, I did have you know an affinity for numbers, I guess you could say. So when I transferred schools, I ended up pursuing ultimately a bachelor's of science in finance, followed up by a master's of science in in finance, and then ultimately an MBA in finance and consulting. So that was really my um, kind of my entry into the the financial analyst world, the financial planning world. And uh, it's been a ride since then, for sure, too. Yeah. So what are some of the paths you've taken, the companies you've worked for before even NetSuite? Yeah. And thinking about that and looking back, the phrase that comes to mind is uh, the only constant is change. Uh, I initially started my career in capital markets, 
where I was spending a lot of time analyzing private company financial statements and, of course, public company 10Qs and 10Ks. What I really saw there, I would say, is just the variability in chart of accounts across different types of businesses and organizations. And then in that line of work um, was really looking at financial ratios, right? Variability mm -hmm. means you have to adjust to those and adapt to those. Following that, I went to corporate finance roles for about a decade and really noticed in a different way, yes, you do need to be flexible and do ad hoc analysis, but it's really a lot of it is about standardization and repeatable processes mm -hmm. uh, because anything that takes away from doing the day-to-day -day work is time taken from doing the more value-added work. And then most recently, obviously why we're talking today, I've uh, been fortunate to move into a more product-focused role here at NetSuite around a solution that really helps with, you know, a lot of those things that I experienced in my past. Yeah. So, I mean, with your experience, and we'll get into your role here at NetSuite in a second, but with your experience, were those some of the biggest challenges? Are there any others that you can speak to that you experienced um, or saw? Yeah. I mean, the, the underlying theme, I would say, is there are things that need to be done in a repeatable way that shouldn't really impact the value added work that needs to get done. Yeah. And you have to balance that with having flexibility or making those processes not too rigid to the extent that you can still be creative, have flexibility to to go look at things in maybe a different light than necessarily the process dictates. So even though, you know, each role was was unique and kind of different in its own respect, of course, the underlying theme was, you know, accounting and finance and these various roles within the industry. But there were certainly some common takeaways that I had that have really helped me, I think, better understand our customers and the products that I'm close to in this current role. I feel like we don't talk, I mean, we do at NetSuite, but people don't talk a lot about the the benefit of flexibility, kind of as you're describing right now, like not just for in your experiences, but with the finance teams that you've worked with across the board here at NetSuite and beyond in your history, your career history, what does that flexibility mean? Like for someone who doesn't really understand the concept of having flexibility, you know, in these situations, what, what would you say the importance of that is? Yeah, I think in a, in sort of a more human yeah. sense, it's about being yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, it's about proving that that you're unique and that you bring something else to the table in terms of the teams you work in. Applying that to the the accounting and finance world, I still think it's about being yourself, you know, applying your unique skills to the team you're on, to the company you're with, to the organization you're with. Mm -hmm. And without that, it's very hard to go uh, on a personal level or a team level, do something new, have an entrepreneurial mindset, because necessarily, if a process is too rigid, inherently, there's and there's no flexibility in it, it's very hard to go, to use a cliche term, you know, think outside of the box and right. maybe invent something new or improve the process. And ultimately, those things have a way of bubbling up to the tops of organizations, even if you're at the top or influencing the trajectory of organizations, to the extent that they improve performance or open up new markets, have an impact to yeah. to the to the broader organization. I love that. I love that you took it not just from like a business perspective, but from an actual career perspective. That's that's awesome. So today you're the global um, senior business manager for NetSuite Planning and Budgeting. What does that mean? What does this role entail? Hearing that question, it sort of feels a little loaded and reminds me of the, the joke kind of, you know, what is it that you do here? But I'll sort of, I'll flip it and kind of walk through 
how I got here. And then that should lead into to really understanding why my experience is a good fit for, for what this role has responsibility over. Okay. So initially when I joined NetSuite, I joined in the corporate finance department. Uh, some call it FP&A, although I think those naming conventions are, are, are kind of always changing over the years. And primarily I owned our revenue forecasting, recurring revenue, service revenue. And in that environment, uh, I use NetSuite uh, because we use it as our internal system. And so I, I very quickly experienced and learned how the suite is a game changer for accounting and finance teams. And um, I was comparing that to my prior experience at, at prior companies with with, uh, with disconnected systems. Yeah. And in that capacity, I, I was occasionally asked to advise or work with prospects and customers to you know, give my perspective on you know how they should evaluate NetSuite or potentially what best practices were. Through that, uh, I ultimately ended up being referred by someone internally, uh, which turned into being recruited to a, a customer. And again, in the FP&A function at a pre-IPO uh, SaaS startup. Through that experience, I then transitioned to saying, okay, what does it feel like outside the company to use these products? And yeah. frankly, that meant looking at you know what's good about it, uh, but also the things that are not so good. And ultimately, at that startup, it was an interesting experience, certainly a great learning experience. But uh, since I was in finance, I, I quickly noticed that the company was burning too much cash. The, there was a little bit of turnover in the senior finance executive ranks uh, fairly shortly into my, my tenure there. And at that point, I recall chatting with a prior COO at NetSuite who was telling me that they would always consider someone with an accounting and finance degree uh, or a background just in general uh, for a sales role. And career-wise, I was looking at the landscape and thinking, you know what, I've had these experiences. I really identify with what customers are going through in terms of the good and not so good and really wanting to work with a vendor to improve things. And so I made some calls, went through uh, the sales interview process at NetSuite and ultimately earned a position back at NetSuite. And my background, clearly in finance, accounting, budgeting, and planning, was a great fit for, for positioning our, uh, our budgeting and planning product line. Well, and not to mention the fact that you utilize NetSuite, first of all, internally, then externally saw kind of the issues from an external standpoint. And now your backup makes you kind of a force to be reckoned with. And also, you know, if I'm a customer or prospect chatting with you, I feel more comfortable knowing that you've used the product, you know, both within NetSuite and outside of NetSuite. I think that's actually a really, really interesting fact about you. Yeah, I, I appreciate you <laughs> recognizing that. I, I would characterize it as it anyone who's gone through that experience I think it really helps you to be honest mm -hmm. with um, yourself and objectively look at the products that you're you're taking to market yeah um, because you've been on the other side of that and ideally can empathize with you know what customers go through in making these tough decisions when they're evaluating different products from different vendors yeah definitely so if you could kind of like break down you know, your career history and how it prepared you to take on, you know, these roles at NetSuite and then, you know, in the current role you're in now with planning and budgeting, how would you kind of break that down? Yeah. And in hindsight or looking back, it's it's difficult to pick out specific circumstances or, or kind of pieces, but I would probably look at three areas. The first would be I have a pretty deep academic understanding and real world understanding of the accounting and financial concepts and use cases that are applicable here. 
And on the academic side, I certainly have the the student loans to prove it as well. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> the reason I mention that as number one is is it's really hard to have these conversations with customers or professionals inside organizations in the accounting and finance world if you're not coming from a place where you understand the framework within their operating, whether that's generally accepted accounting principles or you know typical approaches or best practices to budgeting and planning. Mm-hmm. The second item I would say, and I alluded to this previously, is just spending a considerable amount of time as a you know quote a user and or literally being a NetSuite customer. And like I mentioned, you know really seeing the good, but also you know the not so good. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's unique to NetSuite. It's just sort of how products evolve in the marketplace. You know, it is a continuous improvement process. And one of the things I like about NetSuite and uh, one of the reasons I'm grateful to continue to work here is that I think NetSuite really does have a continuous improvement mindset. And a mindset. And as a customer, I did see that. I've spent a fair amount of time when I made the transition out of accounting and finance to probably about half a decade at this point to really hearing direct feedback from customers uh, about not only our products, but also how our competitors' products stack up. You only get that by going through hundreds and hundreds of purchase cycles and purchase evaluations. Yeah. And it really, the feedback doesn't stop there because you really have to stay in touch with those users and ask, you know, how did their implementation go? How did the configuration process go? And ultimately, how is, how is your ongoing experience? So, you know, it, uh, among the variety of things, I would say those three areas are the ones that jump out at me as having been, you know, most applicable. Well, that last bit actually segues nicely into uh, my question being, what would you say is top of mind for accounting and finance teams today when it comes to business planning? Like, what are you hearing now from the constant feedback that, that we're getting? Yeah, I, I think it's a pertinent question. It's a lot of a lot of what you see in you know, blogs, and if you go Google budgeting and planning and accounting and finance, I would sort of characterize it a little differently and say it's not necessarily what's sort of continuously top of mind for accounting and finance teams. What is top of mind for them is the ever-changing landscape that they're operating in in a, in a connected global world. Mm. And so the people on those teams are constantly being required and keep, and keeping this top of mind um, to anticipate disruption, and mm-hmm. uh, that's applicable to to small and large organizations. And I'll give a couple of examples because I think it's important to tie that back to what are those things, yeah. and it's not always obvious. So investor expectations for pre-IPO firms have really changed dramatically over the past three months to the extent that a firm that may have been operating at a loss and that was acceptable at the time, nowadays, and it's continuing to evolve, that's not necessarily acceptable. And investors, uh, according to a Wall Street Journal article that I recently read, they are really pressing these firms to say, either how are you going to become profitable by the time you go public, or what's your plan to be profitable shortly after that? So if you dig into that a few layers deeper, What that really means is, okay, I'm a firm, I've been operating at a substantial net loss, Um, likely or possibly that net loss is primarily tailed as a result of sales and marketing spend. And let's just use a hypothetical number that that constitutes 50% of their operating cost structure. Mm -hmm. Again, you're somehow having a finance and accounting professional is going to have to go look at that, look at the external environment, and then look at the cost structure and say, how do I adjust to this? 
And that 50%, you know, in most organizations, you're talking about people there. So these, organiz- these, these decisions are not made to, or taken lightly. And you really do have to dig into the numbers and come up with a plan, a budget, that's going to act as the roadmap to take you to what the external um, factors are or the external influencers are driving you towards. The last comment I'll make is the thing I always come back to when, when thinking about what is top of mind for the person or people who are tasked with uh, anticipating and developing financial recommendations, and typically, right, those people are in finance, uh, accounting and finance departments, is that more often than not, it's not their full-time job. Mm -hmm. And when we think about a solution that is going to help them with this, it has to be something that actually saves them time. It has to be something that actually makes the these requests easier to respond to. And so at NetSuite um, and for the planning and budgeting product line, you know, our first priority is to try and provide simplified, you know, easy to use tools, but with the necessary features uh, that make this type of work either easier or faster or more efficient for them. America's ready to get back to work, but to win in the new economy, you need NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. NetSuite gives you visibility and control over your financials, HR, inventory, e-commerce, and more, all in one place. NetSuite surveyed hundreds of business leaders and assembled a playbook of the top strategies they're using as America reopens for business. Receive your free guide, Seven Actions Businesses Need to Take Now, and schedule your free product tour at netsuite.com open. netsuite.com open. So with tens of thousands of companies NetSuite works with today, and again, through your own career history and experience, what are some of the biggest challenges employees who have to deal with planning and budgeting budgeting responsibilities face? Those employees you kind of just touched on where this isn't their full-time job. Even though, you know, those examples that I gave were were kind of highbrow, fairly strategic, but the real answer really frankly is it's the simple things that just take extra time. You know, it's the stuff that they're doing that people in organizations are doing who own this, that it's they're doing it before they start doing the real budgeting and planning work, before they start even thinking about those examples I gave. And that's consistent across industries. It's consistent across organizational sizes that they're, the feedback we get is, you know, here's the bigger picture issue, mm-hmm. potentially the example I gave. But my real problem is that my budget templates are disconnected from the GL. Right. Right. They're static. I, I, I have to go work on those. If you could even call it work, I have to go waste time on that. Right. Before I can actually start doing real work. Additionally, you know, something has slightly changed in the organization. So now my templates are outdated. Again, I have to manually go address that. I don't have much confidence in, in what I did there because ultimately I had to turn around in an hour and I didn't, you know, have somebody to review that. Right. Well, what if you didn't have to do that? You know, and those things add up over time. Um, one that, again, is consistent, especially in organizations that have, you know, multiple stakeholders accessing these types of projections, is control around access. You know, everybody's been in a situation where they have kind of version proliferation, whether it's an Excel template or a Word document or something that is being sent out via email and trying to manage that. It's the little things. Yeah, it's drilling down from that the big, big challenge into all the little things that add up into that big challenge, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do I, how do I actually answer that big question? Well, you can't just jump into that. And of course, all of our bosses, hey, I'm sure they like to hear us talk, but you got to put something together that really validates your assumptions on it. Now, are these planning and budgeting issues, 
the case for all businesses or what size businesses should be concerned with planning and budgeting? In my experience, doing these things, some whether you call it budgeting or planning is really universal. Uh, it's 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 fundamental to any business depending on the operating the the environment that they're operating in. Mm-hmm. And arguably, small businesses may even need to do it more fluidly um, and to adapt to their environment because it could be shifting and they have less control over that environment. So, you know, the, the bottom line and what I think drives that is that everyone in these types of roles is really trying to get away from performing um, budgeting or planning in disconnected, cumbersome spreadsheets, whether they're shared online versions or emailed files. And like I said, I think this is especially um, true in emerging and fast-growing companies. So then the answer here is a solid planning and budgeting solution. But in looking for that, what should accounting and finance teams seek you know, for planning, budgeting, and reporting solutions? Going back to, to what I mentioned previously in terms of what is the what are the things that accounting and finance people are thinking about and saying it's the simple things, um, I, I think where you have to start on that is you really need to focus your evaluation and work from the bottom up. Mm. You know, focus on those things that are wasting time that a solution can really help you with and make that that foundational layer of the pyramid as you're putting your evaluation structure together. And I mean, I'll say it, I, I, I just think a lot of vendors start by pitching a vision that may take years to achieve through various configurations and add-ons. And that's great. But speaking for NetSuite as a vendor, we're, we're certainly happy to take you there and go there with you. But in our experience, um, certainly in planning, budgeting, and across various other product lines, it's generally best to take a phased approach. And this goes back to starting with the critical items that are going to improve your workflows on a day-to-day or month-to-month basis. Mm -hmm. And if you get those right and the solution can do those well, and you've evaluated and determined that it's a scalable solution, which NetSuite planning and budgeting is, we're happy to go with you. We can take you to that future vision, but let's start with the simple stuff first. Yeah. I mean, when you're implementing a solution like this or something new, in any case, whether it's planning and budgeting or whatever functionality it may be, trying to do everything all at once is never going to work out well as, as we know. So I would, that, what is that bite small, chew fast kind of mentality, <laughs> but really it's the sweet success mentality, which is start with what you need and work up from there. So let's talk about NetSuite's planning and budgeting. First of all, what is it? What does it offer? So NetSuite planning and budgeting is an available add-on module for NetSuite And really what it offers is anything from very basic, refreshable, repeatable budget templates that come out of the box according to our sweet success methodology up to several steps higher on the stairwell that may be a more sophisticated uh, budgeting and planning process where you may be considering uh, revenue or, you know, other more, you know, higher level considerations when it comes to building those plans and budgets uh, up. And in addition, it allows other users and specific selection of users to access so that certain users of a planning and budgeting module may not need access to other modules in the suite. And so we also offer the ability to selectively add users and provide security around what they can access because, as you know, know, financial data can oftentimes be sensitive. Yeah, definitely. So I guess other than that kind of access. How does this address those challenges that we just talked about when it comes to planning, budgeting, reporting concerns that, you know, financial and accounting teams face? 
Yeah, good follow up. I'll I'll take it a few levels deeper in terms yeah. of how you know what's in the box in terms of what helps with that. So, what we did in building our solution, you know, NetSuite planning and budgeting was really look at those critical factors that uh, people struggle with on a day in and day out basis. And so, out of the box, at the lowest level, on the first step, you know, you're definitely you're always going to see. Uh, budget templates that are dynamic. You're going to see templates that with a couple click process or refreshing live data or have a dynamic data refresh from the GL and potentially other data types within that suite. And with that as a starting point, we're trying to eliminate that inefficient time, the time that's spent really before you get to the work. So once you've started leveraging those pieces of of the solution, you're then really jumpstarting your ability to using the solution to do that analytical work. So, hey, I want to compare budget to actuals. Well, there's a pre-configured template for that. I want to provide commentary there. That template includes the ability to adjust commentary, whether that's someone centralized adding that commentary or going back to my security access example, uh, having other stakeholders add that commentary. So let's say you've gone through that process, you've leveraged the templates, you've got the commentary, you've done your analysis. Well, wait, now I want to distribute this thing to people, right? My CFO wants it, my owner wants it, my board wants it. Again, those templates can be dropped into packages that can be sent out to constituents and stakeholders, really simplifying things, um, going back to those examples that were manual and that were frustrating typically previous to implementing the uh, the planning and budgeting add-on module. Once again, allowing you know these various financial and accounting teams to use th- the t- their resources time essentially to do the things that are extremely important for the business, right? Well, yeah, I, I would call it doing the things that they were hired to do. Right, right. right. They weren't hired to update templates per se. They were hired because they're smart, capable people who are going to provide, dig into the numbers and provide perspectives on them. Right, definitely. Now, we're not alone in creating um, a solution like this. So what makes NetSuite unique when it comes to our planning and budgeting solution? There are many reasons, but the two that I would highlight here are, one, you're talking to a single vendor, The future, and it's already happening now, is that core accounting systems are going to have to offer a robust planning and budgeting solution because they're so intertwined. And all organizations are looking to get more information about what do projections look like, what do budgets look like, how should they be developed, and how do they dynamically incorporate actuals, right, uh, data from the accounting system or, or other systems. So it's not, you know, NetSuite, as a company, is really investing and pushing and saying, how do we make this seamless? It's an add-on module if you need it, and more and more companies are going to need it. Mm-hmm. Um, two, the module itself and the way we design solutions on it is flexible and scalable, but we don't want you to bite off more than you can chew. Right. We want you to start with something that's basic. The solution is intended to get you going fast and be intuitive so that you learn it quickly. A lot of other vendors don't necessarily take that approach. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great to have the bigger, longer-term vision. Like I said, we're happy to go there with you. We've got the module. We've got the platform that can take you there from a, a planning and budgeting standpoint. But we've spent a lot of time really looking at, okay, how do we make this digestible? How do we make it intuitive to use quickly so that you're getting value early on? Again, addressing those, you know, those critical inefficient issues that we talked about previously. Well, and I would assume that we've gained this insight from working with the tens of thousands of customers that we work with across the board and getting their feedback in terms of what they need and how they want to implement it and so on and so forth, right? 
Yeah, the, I think the most interesting thing there too was we had to, through that feedback, what we, the biggest takeaway that we identified was your title doesn't mean that you're not doing these things. Right, right. right? It, you're, it, it's almost like, it, I think it's just sort of the evolution of organizations nowadays in terms of everybody being asked to do more. The critical feedback, the main feedback that we heard was that it's not just people with finance in their title doing these things. It's accounting managers, it's controllers. Yeah. And when you start talking to accounting managers and controllers about using this type of module, about doing these things, it is not their their full-time job, but they still have to do it. Mm -hmm. And so that's where we really made a, an effort to tie the solution back to those needs. Because if we don't do that, if we don't right scale it, I suppose you could say, we're missing the mark. Right. They're definitely. just not going to use it. I love. I love that. I love hearing the feedback that we've got. We're getting and you know and moving forward to to you know better help our customers. Speaking of, would you say the main benefit of? I mean, obviously with the efficiencies and everything else that it creates, but would you say that one of the main be benefits of NetSuite specific planning and budgeting solution is that it ties seamlessly back to the rest of the suite, or or how would you, what other benefits are customers getting out of this if they're already a NetSuite customer and they're looking you know, they're, they're considering NetSuite's planning and budgeting solution. I'm always fascinated and my team's always fascinated by really what customers do with it. While we have, you know, design solutions that have intuitive use cases, going back to that flexibility theme, yeah. if reporting is your main pain point, there's, they're typically using the pieces, the tools that we've designed in these solutions you can solve for that. Yeah. If budgeting is your main pain point, you can solve for that. You know, we obviously have an intended use case and we want you to have that entry point that makes it easy to get going and, you know, makes life easier on both from a reporting and, and a budgeting use case. Mm -hmm. But what I like about it is that the flexibility ensures that if you need to go one direction and go deeper, you can do that. And we're happy to help you do that. There's plenty of talented people at NetSuite that can work with you to take you there. Okay, so I'm actually going to take you one step further here. You've, you've talked about these day-to-day -day, you know, situations and, and the little things that kind of add up to those the big things. I want to go back to those strategic use cases, though. So when there's a big crisis, let's say, like the coronavirus, walk me through how a company would plan for this. Yeah, I, I like that question because this is, you know, this is the type of stuff I love and, <laughs> and uh, let me know if I get too in the weeds here. But if the solution is deployed and let's say we're solving for that use case, the first thing you're going to start asking yourself and going back to my example is, you know, I have a list of suppliers or vendors that are in my accounting system. Certainly those would be through our you know, our previous discussion about let's get the simple stuff right. Of course, those are going to be in the budgeting solution. They're going to be ported over or input on, a, on an ongoing basis via the data sync. Mm -hmm. So when I start modeling or I start kind of asking those questions, well, the first thing I want to do is say, okay, do, do I have all the vendors that I would potentially shift you know, my supplier, my stock, my reorder points up from in the system? Do mm -hmm. they, are they all represented here or do I need to create some hypothetical ones? So step one, I might create some hypothetical vendors. Step two, well, we've already discussed, right? Location is a problem here. I may not be able to source from vendors um, potentially that are located in China. So step two, I need to go create hypothetical locations that are validated through, through discussions with the operational team to say where might these future vendors exist and in what locations. So 
that I can incorporate, well, hey, if I do order a unit, a widget, whatever, from this new location, what's the impact? There's going to be a different distance. The shipping cost might be different. The cost of the component might be different. So the, the fantastic part about the solution is that those what could be and arguably are considered day-to-day things, I might be, I might be creating these hypothetical scenarios every day. Right. But the, the fact of the matter is when I need to do that, it needs to be easy to do. Right. And these events are occurring all the time. So inherently embedded in the solution, there is the ability to go create, which is difficult or albeit impossible to do in a core accounting system, these hypothetical members, these Mm -hmm. hypothetical vendors, these hypothetical accounts that are placeholders for asking those questions. And then the additional benefit being, hey, the logic, what might this cost be from this location? Generally, that is embedded in there. So you're not having to go and recreate that. Mm -hmm. You're more recreating, you're more looking into if I adjust the things that I know within the business, or uh, maybe I need to even create some new ones, that's where the solution really shines. Yeah. So it's really every day you're setting yourself up for success or at least for less stress should one of these, you know, major crises, let's call it, happen. I think less stress is yeah. the, <laughs> the key word there. Yeah. Because, yeah. Uh, you know, from my experience and people – in this line of work that where the stress often comes from is that request comes and nothing that you have looks anything like it. So not only do you have to go solve for, okay, what is this request, right? Coronavirus, I may need new vendors. I may have new locations. How the heck am I going to kind of show the numbers and how that might make sense? Right. But even the question before that is, where's the template? Right. You know, I, I have to go create something from scratch to even start to test my assumptions there. Mm. And to me, that's where the biggest underlying benefit is here is as you move from those day-to-day kind of, you know, let's let's remove the manual piece of it. Right. And you want to go answer those larger questions. The framework is there for you to use. Yeah. Wow. Love that. Super informative. Anything else we can we can talk about or look forward to on the planning and budgeting front? Anything you want to hit on? Before we conclude this this awesome podcast episode, do we have to verbally say the safe harbor statement here? Or? <laughs> no, I don't okay. think so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Um, yeah, high high level. Like I mentioned, this is really an effort of continuous improvement. On one hand, um, we're constantly trying to figure out how do we make the integration, really the data sync between the module and the GL. Um, seamless. Uh, it already is a click process, but we really want to you know, spend time to make sure it works the way people expect it to work there. What's pretty exciting on the suite concept is that we're getting pretty close to, to offering an out-of-the-box, a suite success edition that is really going to allow movement between the suite people module, if some people use that, mm-hmm. and budgeting and planning, because you know as well as I do, headcount is a huge... Yeah, yeah, changes. It's a huge <laughs> contributor to to both the top line and the cost structure of businesses. And then the last thing that we're really focused on is all of our buyers, really software buyers in general, are very intent on having a a rich and engaging visual presentation. Mm -hmm. And so what we want to do, traditionally the thought was, okay, we can go, you know, through the configuration process, you can set dashboards up. But what we're really trying to do is get ahead of that and anticipate, what do you want? You know, what are the things that, that, 
you expect to see. And uh, we can do that because going back to sort of the generally accepted accounting principles and sort of generally accepted uh, best practices in budgeting and planning, we want to get ahead of that and really package those up. Awesome. Well, looking forward to all of that. Thank you so much for sharing. And uh, thanks for coming on this episode of the NetSuite Podcast. I'm sure this won't be your last time. Your first, but not your last. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I'm a, a veteran now, but thank you so much for, uh, for inviting me. And this has been uh, a delight and I look forward to chatting again soon. Awesome. Thank you so much to Nate Mariner for joining us on this episode of the NetSuite podcast. We look forward to continued updates within our planning and budgeting functionalities and all of the benefits it will bring your business. I also want to shout out to everyone who made this possible, including our editing crew over at Lampstand, and of course, all you listeners for tuning in. Bye. You just listened to the NetSuite podcast. Be sure to tune in every week with more NetSuite developments, stories, and insights into the benefits of one integrated system to help you run your business.